0: Welcome back to today's episode of the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Micah Fleischman. Joined alongside me, my co-host and good friend, Nicholas Bear. Nick, how's it going?
1: I am doing well. Uh, I just watched the Lakers got blown out by the Warriors in game two of the second round. But uh, we're going back home, tied 1-1. So I'm happy with that. And then, um, you know, we're in the playoffs. Dodgers are doing well. Baseball season's underway. Can't complain. How are you?
0: Um. Kind of cramming for this AP World test that I take a week from today. Um, we'll see how that goes. It's uh, you know, it's never something that you really look forward to taking a test of this magnitude. Right now, I'm peeling off the camera uh, protector on my iPhone because it's oh, fuck, it's peeling, and I don't really know what to do with that. It's it's really just it's got to be an ADHD thing. Okay. Um, Like Nick said, baseball season's underway. We are here to break down the first month and change. So let's hop in. To start, we have to address the, I mean, the hottest team in baseball, and that's the Tampa Bay Rays. They're 26 and six firing on all cylinders for the most part in an incredibly competitive AL East division, although teams are not playing up to I guess even even their their midpoint. I was gonna say ceiling, but I guess ceiling for mid-ground. They're not playing up yeah. to their ground, I guess. Yeah. Um Tampa Bay has been phenomenal. 26 and 6. So that's an 813 winning percentage. I'm trying to find their run differential. It won't give it to me. They've won three straight. Um they've been phenomenal
1: yeah it's it's been amazing now uh, you mentioned you were trying to find the run differential to plus 114 uh 210 runs scored and 96 runs allowed it's Jeez. it it's it reminds me of a little bit of the dodgers last year maybe better i don't know
0: yeah i um I mean, the last team with a wider run differential through their first 32 games is the Pirates in 1902, which was a year before the first World Series. So, I I mean, it's been, what, 121 years since we've seen a start this good? I mean, they, they use the most pitchers in the big leagues. They've allowed the fewest runs at homers and the lowest opponents average and OPS. They're really just good at everything. Like there's not something bad that this team does. They have a low payroll. I, I, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's pretty phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a balance of, you know, it's still early in the season. You said twenty six and six. is thirty two games in a one hundred sixty two game season. So, sure. I think there's a balance of. Their first few games were certainly against like all AAA teams. Is what it feels like. The A's yeah. and Nationals are AAA but, teams. But uh,
0: but that is what Stan. That's what sets the great teams from the good teams. Beat up on the teams you're supposed to beat, and credit to the race for doing so. People want to discredit them. Sure, take their record with a bit of a grain of salt. But you are supposed to beat those teams, and they're doing just that. So,
1: no, I understand that, but I'm saying part of the domination in terms of the stats that we haven't seen this in 121 years part of it is that part of it is let's see how the rest of the season goes because we're only 32 games in the season for them with 130 some games left whatever it is so you you never know things could level off i mean i don't really see it leveling off for them every every metric says they're going to continue doing this there's nothing that says they're overperforming or underperforming uh it's been quite impressive but for me, it's I learned this last year. Win enough to get in the playoffs. It doesn't really matter as long as you get in.
0: Yeah, I mean, in, in I guess, to build off of what you said, they've played thirty-two games and only thirteen of them have been against teams that are over five hundred. Um, nine they and four are, in those games. Yeah, they're I nine and the, Yeah, they're nine and four in those games. So you know, they are what. Seventeen and two against teams that aren't five hundred, which also happens to be the record at the trop at home. But um, you know, they're they're not playing the best teams as Nick mentioned, but they are beating up on the teams we're supposed to beat up on. So you know, we'll keep close tabs on them. Also in the division, the Orioles have been very good, eleven games over, twenty six run differential in the positive. They've played well away as well as at home. They're 6-6 and against teams that are better than 500. I mean, this was a team that a lot of people were expecting to make that next step this offseason, and I think they surprised a lot of people, myself included, I don't know about you, Nick, by not doing that much and relying more heavily on the farm, which you know how I stand on that. But, I mean, again, it is the early going. They are only, what, 31 games into the year. So we're not even, you know, 20% of the way through the year. But the Orioles have looked good. They're a sleeper team for me. I I like this Baltimore team. I don't think they're going to finish in second place. But if they beat out the Blue Jays, I can see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned this is a team that's relying a lot on their farm system. I'm not necessarily – I don't hate it because, like, the Dodgers have honestly done that a lot. It's just that the Dodgers have also spent on top of that too. They, they, the Orioles just haven't spent, um, you know, it's kind of crazy. We haven't even mentioned, I don't know if we mentioned his name yet at all since we've started this whole thing. Adley Rutschman is really, really good. He he's, he's not even a year into his big league career yet. And he is a top three catcher at the very he's worst. He's the best baseball. catcher in baseball. I, I mean, yeah, I would say best catcher. I didn't want to say that because it sounded controversial, but yes, he's the best catcher in baseball.
0: 143 games currently. In the span of his two-year career, he, by the way, he got MVP votes last year. Um, and an 825 OPS, a 134 OPS plus for a catcher. I mean, this guy rakes. He hits for decent power. He he has potential to hit 25 home runs a season.
1: And he's elite defensively.
0: And he is one of the best defensive catchers that we've ever seen. Okay, that's that's stretch. But right now in the league, he's he's a phenomenal defensive catcher. Right now,
1: yes, I wouldn't go ever. Yeah. Man, I don't yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, he was kind of the Orioles guy that, like, he had to hit for them to kind of start turning a corner, and he really has. Um, and look, the, we haven't mentioned uh, guys like Cedric Mullen. He was an
0: all star. Jorge uh, Mateo's been less... great in the early going, I think. He's really good. 169 uh, OPS plus in the early going, a war of almost 1.7. This is a guy, Yankee farmhand, so I'm very well familiar with him. The glove has always been there. One of the best, probably growing up the best athlete on any team he was ever on. Probably the best athlete on the Orioles. I mean, this guy is one of the fastest guys in baseball. Plays all, plays plays basically every position. Like, I'm seeing he's played... Short, second, left, center, right, third. He's played everywhere except for first and catcher in his big league career. Steals bags in the lead rate. Right? Plays great defense. They've just been waiting for his bat to come around. We saw signs of life last year came around in the latter half of the season. And, I mean, if this guy can hit consistently for Baltimore, watch out. I uh, uh, Seriously, watch out. He's got six home runs and 80 at-bats um he had 533 at bats last year so multiply that multiply six by six and a half and you know you're going to 35 home runs now I don't think he's going to hit that many but if Jorge Mateo comes out here and has a 25-25 season do not be surprised
1: I mean he if he does that he's an MVP candidate on top of that the Rutschman I mean they have two MVP candidates on that team right away if that's the case
0: it's, that's my pick for most underrated player in baseball. I've always been, I've always liked Jorge Mateo. He's had the pieces. One of those guys who, who has the pieces just hasn't really put it together. And it's good to see that he's finally doing that now. Um, another guy who we haven't talked about is their six, eight closer Felix Bautista, who is maybe the best closure in baseball. You can make that argument. I would probably argue that he is. Um, I mean, this guy is a stud throws straight gas one of the nastier splitters and changeups that you'll see. I need, I need six eight Nick.
1: I mean, that's that's power forward size in the NBA. That's ridiculous.
0: To move forward, so like I said, six eight, two eighty-five. If you pull up his baseball savant page, it is all red in the 90th percentile or higher in expected batting average K percentage, chase rate, fastball velocity, expected slug, uh, XERA, XWOBA, XW um, barrel percentage, whiff percentage, and fastball spin. He's been top 5% in the league in expected batting average um, for the past two years, top 8% of the league, and top 3% of the league in X slugging and WOBA and XWOBA, respectively. He strikes out over 40% of the batters that he faces, and this isn't luck either. His expected ERA is 2.6 and 2.27 this year. I mean, to have confidence out of, out of a guy in the back end of your bullpen like that, when he comes in, it's game. I mean, you're screwed. There's an intensity about him that kind of reminds me of a prime oldest chapman. Just a guy coming out of the pen throwing darts and he's just there to mow you down and go home. So two really good teams in the AL East that are having a great start to the season and you know Yankees and Jays are have a little bit of slack and the Red Sox are performing better than most expected them to but you know we should see stuff even out um, by July 4th. Again, that that's kind of the that's kind of the the time period if it's July 4th and my team is still doing poorly now it's time to worry. So We'll move from there. I've
1: always looked at it as the end of May. If you get through two full months and they're still kind of in the I, I know we've seen teams turn it around before then, but like I, my thing is always you get through two full months first and then reevaluate.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of validity to that. Sure.
1: Two full months, you're right around the 60 game mark. I think a little over 60 because you played a few games in March. So so about a hundred games left. So that that's been my thing. July Fourth is fine, but uh, whatever. Everyone has a little bit of a different uh, point where they kind of reevaluate the
0: team. Yeah. No. Um, slow starts. We talked about the Yankees. The Astros have also been off to a slow start, as well as the Mariners the, and the Mets. Phillies have been off to a slow start. Padres also. So basically, every team that I just named, Guardians too, are teams that we picked to be very competitive in the early going and they're all sitting at 500, a little bit over, maybe a game or two under the one team that's really surprised me. Nick is the Cardinals 10 yeah. and 22 to start the season. It, it's been atrocious for this team. They lost today in 11 to seven bout against the angels um, where they gave up 11 runs over the course of three innings, um, 10 in two innings. And it, it, it hasn't been good.
1: No, I mean, beyond that, too, I think they're very much missing the leadership of both Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. I think that you can't understate how big of losses those are, especially Yadi because Yadi stayed a Cardinal his whole career. And two, I think another issue is there was this whole issue within the first week or two of the season where Ali Marmol, the manager, publicly called out tyler o'neill for not hustling and it kind of blew up in his face and it really hasn't worked out so now that's been an embarrassment for the organization for an organization that's been one of the best in baseball for decades at this point uh so nothing is going right for them nolan arenado isn't doing crap right now i don't even know what paul goldschmidt is doing i haven't really been keeping up with him he's but nothing's been well. going well over there hitting hitting pitching manager whatever
0: I mean, listen. The guy with the most, the guy who's performing better on the team than anybody else is Nolan Gorman. Seven homers, twenty-three RBIs, one fifty OPS, plus nine fourteen OPS. Falling basically four percent below him is Paul Goldschmidt, who's um, not producing a lot of runs because nobody's getting on base, but he's still hitting, hitting three hundred on base percentage at four hundred, slugging five hundred OPS plus at one forty-six. You mentioned Nolan Arenado, and it has been. A very peculiar start for him two homers in 119 at bats in ops plus of 73 i mean this team has not done anything right they rank uh let's see they rank 12th out of 15 uh nl teams in runs scored triples eighth in home runs um they strike out a decent amount they don't walk a lot they they th- there's not a lot going right but the stuff that's going wrong is the pitching it's been a disaster miles michaelis who's supposed to be that ace a 579 era you get jordan montgomery yankee legend who's got a 3.34 he's basically carrying that team jack Flaherty, who came into today's game with a 3.94 era i know damn well this hasn't been updated because i think his era was at seven or something by the time that this game was over today Let I mean, he allowed 10 runs right yeah he allowed 10 runs let's see Flaherty's ERA balloons to a whopping 6.29. Steven Mats, um, point one higher at 6.39, and Jake Woodford, their 26-year-old, um, at 5.72, the bullpen not any better. Jordan Hicks, Drew Verhagen, Chris Stratton, and Ryan Helsley, all at 3.85 or higher. Um, Genesis Cabrera has been the only guy really holding it down for the most part. Um, eleven games a two three one ERA. Diego's three point five ERA. Uh, Zach Thompson got injured, but in his eleven games a four six three. Um, I don't even know who this dude is. Andre Polanti, He's on the forty man, but I guess not for long. Seven five six and eight innings pitched. Nothing has gone right for this team and
1: no it's it's been an absolute disaster uh what i do know is they just came in the dodger stadium over the weekend the dodgers absolutely handled them in a sweep so uh it's not like they even showed any positive signs there but uh yeah no absolute disaster all, all around and it's really hard to see how they can turn it around when literally everyone is underperforming and if i may add one more thing one thing them um, was top prospect Jordan Walker, I think is his name. They
0: sent him he down?
1: Was, he was doing well. They sent him down a few weeks ago, and he was doing well for them. They sent I mean, him down, and he was doing well. So one of the few positives for them was – him- He started
0: off He started hot down to a little bit of a slump and then was bouncing back. Right now his numbers sit at about league average, but when you minus that about a week and a half slump, he was basically the third best hitter on this team. And his bat was coming back the last week that he was in the big leagues. And, oh, yeah, this guy is a hose in the outfield. Plays good defense, hits for power, hits for average. can swipe a bag here and there if you need him to. I mean, right now he's the second most stolen bases on the team in less games than basically anyone else. Um, It's a disaster. It's it's really bad. And the Cardinals should, you know, they should get fat. Over their next what six games, uh, three against the Tigers, three against the Cubs, two teams that are not very good. I don't. I'm looking for the Cubs' um, record; it's not really popping up. They're like right around
1: five hundred. They've they've fallen off a little bit.
0: But again, they yeah, now, they're fifteen and sixteen. But, but and 16. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're not a good team. The Tigers not a good team either. Then they go and play the Red Sox, who, in fairness, are not that great of a team. They've been on a hot streak. And then they get the Brewers, the Dodgers, um, and then the Reds and the Guardians. So they should look to get fat for the next week and some change um, before running into the Brewers and the Dodgers. But the concern is there, and and I, I don't know what to do about that.
1: I will say this. One stat or stats that I always look at to determine how teams are doing early in the season is run differential. While the Cardinals are 10 and 22, their run differential is minus 23, which isn't doesn't really reflect their record. So I think they are underperforming to a degree, but again, they got to turn it around fast if they want to kind of flip the switch and uh, regress to the mean in a positive way.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jeez, it's it, it's been a disaster i i really hope they can get it together but that central division not very good one team that i want to touch up on before we go more in depth into players is the san diego padres they have not been good mm-hmm. and in spe- and more specifically juan soto has not been very good either in his t- in his padre tenure and i don't really know what's up. Never mind, I take that back. Nope, never mind.
1: He he's been heating up lately the past few games.
0: Okay. Never mind. I take that back. But they're still not very good. no,
1: no, your point stands that overall since he got into Padres, he hasn't been good.
0: Yeah. Your I mean, point you would know better there. than I would that is the truth. Okay. Let's let's yeah let's no. look. Let's 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 done. look. Okay, he hasn't been bad but he hasn't been him. He has not been the Juan Soto that we are accustomed to seeing in his 50 some odd games last year. An OPS under 800 and on base percentage under 400 for the first time in his career.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, in his career with the Padres overall, his slugging is 404.
0: Yeah. The walks and strikeouts were nearly identical. He's got more strikeouts than walks this year. Even though he leads the league in walks, I mean, this is a guy who who all he does is is get on base, and he hasn't been doing so. Another guy f- that I'm concerned about heavily is Manny Machado. I mean, I turned the Cubs game on in my girlfriend's house, and you know, I, w- I watched one Manny Machado at bat against Drew Smiley in the first inning, and it might have been the worst. Like the worst. It, <laughs> it might have been the worst at bat I've ever seen. It it, it it gave me strong Gary Sanchez vibes. Ooh. Three sliders in the dirt that were never a strike. And again, it was one at-bat. So a small sample says I'm not going to make a ruckus over it. But an 84 OPS plus, and then I watch an at-bat like that. I mean, I, I Manny should be happy that he signed that extension because, I don't know, got the money and dipped.
1: I'm fine with him sucking. I don't care. Dodger fans hate him. He's in our division. Fuck him.
0: I don't know, man. I I feel like there's something a little bit different with baseball this year. Like, I I, I don't I don't know if 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 the rules are really making that much of a difference in the way that players I'm are impacted. Say, I don't know. I I've seen people give the oh, you know, batters have less time to adjust and shit. Well, pitchers have less time to go through their motions. And for the majority of pitchers, it that's about the same amount of time as they've been using. So that means that it's the same amount of time that the batter's been using. So yeah. there's not really too much of, of validity there. Like... I don't know. Some I, I don't know if it's just me, but, but baseball feels a little bit odd. There it feels like something's in the air.
1: I, I will say this. I my my thought is that the teams that we're used to seeing having elite pitching have not been that this year because of the new rules. And I think that's, in a way, evening out the playing field a bit, at least offensively. Like the Dodgers, for instance, we might as well talk about them because they're my team. They're doing well. They're 19 and 13 after a little bit of a slow start where everybody thought the season was over. But their they're, uh, starting rotation ERA and bullpen ERA is both over four. We're not used to that from the Dodgers at all. Um, yet they're 19 and 13 because the offense has been raking. And, of course, the new rules are kind of curt. Are kind of curtailed to offense being the thing. So I think we've seen teams like the Padres have good pitching last year, kind of falling off because of the new rules.
0: And I I think that that is kind of just the mean in general. You have you're going to always have the guys that are studs. You're going to have guys that are consistently out there and they're shoving no matter what. But I do think that there is cause for concerns and meetings that teams need to have among their pitchers, among their arms and say, hey, listen, you guys suck. I don't know. I don't know if it's the rules. I don't know if you guys have been waking up on the wrong side of the bed. What'd you say?
1: I wouldn't say that to them, but I get what you're
0: saying. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously I wouldn't just be like, hey, you guys suck, but you know. It, that'd be that'd be the short way of saying it. The the mean way of saying it, like, yeah, tough love that they because a a lot of guys need it right now. Like, let's be honest, a lot of guys really need it. So, I don't know. Uh any the
1: crazy the crazy thing is, I'll, I'll add this true about the pitching being underwhelming overall too. We haven't even hit the warm months of the season, the summer months, so. That's only going to get worse as this season goes on. When the ball starts, uh, especially in places like LA, where in the first month or two it is kind of chilly at night, but come the summer, it is warm at night in LA. I'm
0: glaze past the fact that you said it's kind of chilly in LA at nighttime. Um. Okay,
1: you're an East Coaster, even though you're on the West Coast, but chilly at least for baseball when in terms of the ball flying. Sure.
0: Well, all factors going in, and we're going to see how they play out moving forward in the next month of the season. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of The Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Michael Fleischman. And I'm Nicholas Bear. If you guys want to check us out on Instagram, you can follow me on that platform at MSF0416 underscore. And on Twitter, the one with the little bird, um that Elon Musk owns, Uh, you can check me out there. Micah underscore zero four one six. And if,
1: if you want to check me out on Instagram, go to N I C H O L E S underscore B A E R zero zero. And on Twitter at Nicholas seven and go Lakers.
0: Go Nets trip back from Cancun. Thank and you guys I, for I, tuning in. Peace out.